What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome, sis. Thank you for listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I am your host, Rosa Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. And girl, I am super excited about this episode one because I am not recording at the last minute, <laughs> period. But also, I am really excited to talk about this topic since I have kind of really given you all some tea at the beginning of the year on self-sabotage and procrastination, which is one of my favorite topics to talk about. But before we get into the episode, let's have a couple of quick announcements. First and foremost, I've been talking about this the last couple of weeks, but if you do not already know, I am hosting a free class on February 10th, 2022 at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, talking all about The four reasons why self-sabotage and procrastination might be impacting your discipline, productivity, and fulfillment. And so I am really excited to talk about this with you all. And again, I'm going to be oversharing a whole bunch of value throughout the next couple of weeks on this podcast to talk about this. And we're going to, of course, get back to the mental health conversations, but I definitely want to give you all at the top of the year, just some things to think about, um, and I've been telling a lot of clients as well as telling myself as I've been easing in, easing into the year, still easing into the year. Today was my first workout of 2022. And girl, I did something real, real slow. I did like a 15 minute walk and then like a 15 minute, very low impact hit workout on YouTube. I didn't even go to the gym, sis. So I'm really starting off slow and just like really giving myself the grace to know each day is a new day and I don't have to put so much pressure on myself because even though January is going to fly by, I still have 11 months of the year. So I wanted to just kind of give you some things that you can think about as you're easing into the year, trying to get some goals done, probably be more disciplined and consistent and or just work on it. I, I, I think that it is something that is consistently going to always be worked on. Um, And you're always going to be reassessing. I just want to always preface that you're always going to be reassessing what works for you, what doesn't work for you. So I hope these episodes have been giving you just an insight into that and just another uh, layer of something that I love to talk about. So 
What we're going to talk about today is the six reasons why most of us don't follow through. Um, This was a conversation that I had recently a couple of months ago with myself and um, a couple of other people. And then this is also something that I've asked you all about is something that you struggle with and follow through. And I think follow through has a lot to do with consistency, but more so than anything, not really as it relates to consistency, just the act of starting and or starting over or doing it is what people say. And I'm going to give you my perspective and say as a disclaimer, this episode is really based in things that I've done, my opinion, what I've seen a lot of times with people that I've worked with. I've worked with now over 70 women um, in some range or capacity in the last two years with show up sis. And it has been a joy to serve them, help them pour into them, but also really just help them understand where they are in their own journey. And so I think that when it comes to follow through, it can be, it's a very individualized situation. Um, But I do think that having more insight and awareness into what is maybe might causing you to not follow through or just do the things that you feel on your heart you want to do Or just even like basically managing what you have in front of you, sis, I think is really, really important. And so um, I hope to provide some insight into you and just value to what you are doing and hopefully give you some um, just just some awareness around this. So we're going to talk about the six things. So number one, and these are in no particular order. So I just want you all to know that. But the first thing I really believe um, stops us from following through is lifestyle. Um, I talk about this all the time. I think that in the age of social media, we are very quick to compare. We're very quick to label ourselves as we're not doing enough. Um, I'm not doing enough. I'm not showing up enough. I'm not doing this enough. And while there is a personal accountability, which I think it's always important, There is a state of understanding lifestyle. And when I talk about lifestyle, I'm not talking really about um, the things you necessarily do every day. But look at the look at your life and really look at what you have in front of you and how can you curate or create things around your lifestyle that fit, but also go into the next point, which I'll talk about, which is values fit around those things. Um, I tell clients all the time because all of them have different lifestyles. And so when I'm talking about lifestyle, I have served clients from as young as 19 to as old as in their 50s. And so the range of lifestyle is different. Some are mothers, some are not moms, some are married, some have multiple kids some are in grad school some work full-time some are getting their bachelor's degree while working full-time so the lifestyle is different and so I think a lot of times especially for ambitious women or women who are seeing that they have some form of ambition or desire to just manage the things they have around them looking at your lifestyle and understanding that when you have a baby your life looks different when you have when you add things to your plate your life looks different when you may for example I currently have a client who is a teacher when she's off on break her life and routine is completely different when she's at work working all day long and having to get up really early and leave work you know semi late and so there's a difference in lifestyle and what you have to do and so the awareness of this impacts you following through because you may not have one the time the capacity 
You may also not have a lot of time to fit in self-care, get a lot of rest. I know that was big for me when I had Elijah. There was not a lot of time for sleep. I think I'm just now in the last two months and he's 13 months getting sleep. Like actually being able to sleep through the night and not really wake up because for so long, my time and my capacity was dedicated to this young child who was growing. And although those moments are short lived in the moment, they feel very long and they essentially stop what you're doing. And so there's an there's an adjustment. There is a readjustment that has to be done in order to fulfill the things that you're doing, but also really being able to follow through. And so I want you all to think about in your current lifestyle, what takes up your time? What are, and not even, I'm not talking about like social media, what like are mandatory or priority things that you do? Is it going to work 40 hours a week? Is it working from home 40 hours a week? Is it managing a household? Is it going to, are you the one that's the breadwinner of your home? Are you the one that is the person that's responsible for multiple kids? And sometimes there is a readjustment and or a season of time where you may not be able to dedicate things to so much, but there may be time where you can dedicate things to other things and or delegate or ask for help or have those things. And so having an awareness of this helps you be able to know that the pressure that you may put on yourself unrealistically may not fit at the time for your current lifestyle or within the adjustment of what you do. Um, I say this all the time, but who I used to be when I didn't have a child is completely different because there's a different level of responsibility. There's a lot more to think about. I have to think about actually really cooking now, y'all, because I actually have a human to feed. Whereas I could just go pick myself up something that doesn't happen as often now anymore. And so there's just a different awareness and adjustment that you have to think about when it comes to these things. And so I say that because I think a lot of times we put unrealistic expectations on ourselves and pressure when really we just have to readjust around what our lifestyle looks like. The second reason we don't follow through is values. And why is this important? I believe that values and understanding your values, wherever you are currently in your life, are important. This was an, a topic that was introduced to me in therapy because I realized that there were a lot of things that were important to me that switched over time, where my values at 24 are ex child extremely not the same they are they're just not the same as they are for right now at 31 and so because my values have shifted at 24 I was probably thinking about I was in grad school so I was thinking about finishing school so probably just like making a little money on the side I really wasn't paying any bills because I lived with my mom at the time so like there was an adjustment of values whereas now I'm thinking long-term wealth I'm thinking um, health care for me and my family. I'm thinking of, you know, things that don't really, aren't really on the forefront of a 24 year old's mind. Look very different when there's a difference of values. And so because of those values, my thought process towards a lot of things have shifted. I want to be a better wife to my husband. I want to have more attention towards my family. I want to have attention towards my purpose and my clients and who I'm called to be when it comes to that area of my life. And so understanding that and having an awareness of this helps me to understand that those values are always gonna shift. Whatever transition in life, whether you get a new job, um, if your time is taken up more in some areas, like currently my husband 
works we live in Tennessee and Memphis and so the surrounding states are very close so he works in another state and so in saying that I say he has to commute to work for 30 minutes so there's a time gap in getting him he used to be able to work very close he actually used to work from home and so our lifestyle is different our values are also different because now we have to really look at what is it going to look like in our time we spend together, but also the time he's coming home and just all these different things that we have to think about. His time is taken up more. And so when he comes home, there's a value point to him of rest that sometimes when he comes home, he doesn't have a lot to say. He wants to rest and not really talk. So I have to look at that as a value point to him to make sure that How can I maybe take the baby for a little bit of time while he's resting or having to think? Because commuting is a lot, like period, period. And it takes a lot out of you. And then also working eight hours a day and just thinking of those things, values are so important. And so I want y'all to think again, as you're thinking about following through or doing the things you want to do, adding more things to your plate, think about your values, what is important to you and why is it necessary? And I hope this is clear. I hope I'm not talking all over the place. The third reason we don't follow through is simple. We just don't properly plan. We fall into old habits and proper planning is super important because I think it it, proper planning goes into not overdoing, but also being efficient and also working through understanding that efficiency is more important than you doing more. I think it's really more about working smarter and not harder and really finding ways to incorporate things that take take the brain power away from you because again brain power is used very quickly in the day like I think as human beings we overcompensate or we overthink how much time it's going to take us because we think we have this large capacity and we do but sometimes that is short-lived throughout the day and there's a small window of time that we are actually able to do things. And so planning ahead gives you direction. Planning ahead gives you a vision point. Planning ahead gives you a point of what you're focusing on. Even now, I scheduled this podcast recording on a Tuesday afternoon. So that way I can make sure that it's done way in advance for you all so that I don't have to be doing it at the last minute or out of my boundary time, which is usually on the weekends or after work when I'm spending time with my with my family. Now, that doesn't say that I don't mean that I don't get it done, but I've really learned that I have to be better about properly planning things out so that I don't fall into old habits of doing things at the last minute, procrastination, procrastination, or recording on a Monday when I should have the podcast on a, on a Sunday. And so that goes into how you plan your meals. That goes into, and so it's harder to do when you don't really have a way to navigate through all of these other things I'm talking about. But if you do know how to properly plan, or if you do know how to give yourself a way to work in pace, it's very, very helpful. And again, when I fall off from properly planning, I fall into old habits. I forget things. I'm working from a list in my head. I am probably adding too many things to my plate. I don't say no often. I probably do more than I probably should but also comes from the awareness piece of your lifestyle as well as your values, which is super important. The fourth thing is being being able to assess what works. I will say this till I'm blue in the face. You have to know what works for you. I have become very comfortable 
with understanding that I'm probably a lot more strict and rigid on my on myself and the way I do things than probably the regular person. That is fine because that works for me. It helps me because I can get very, very shiny object syndrome and everything grabs my attention so fast, especially because I work from home. Like I'm always trying to find something to clean or I'm always trying to find something to straighten up. And really, I have to understand that my work time is very important. And this goes down to all the way down to my phone literally switched it switches on do not disturb at 8 30 automatically i think iphone has this new work mode thing and so because of that i don't talk to people during the day most of the time unless it's scheduled on my calendar um i know that um people ask ask for my time a lot um so i use a uh electronic calendar which basically means that somebody asking me about a podcast or somebody's asking to consult with me about my business or they want to work with me in some way I have a link to everything link to my calendar book my calendar book me for something because I know my availability is short and so I want to be able to be available to people but I also have to be mindful of setting up the things that work for me which is if somebody gets my link to my calendar they can book me and it's automatically on there during the times I know that works now y'all listen to me I say this from years of kind of working on this I know that the regular person may or may not know what works for them and that's fine this is also why I'm bringing some of these things up now I could probably do a whole podcast on really assessing what works for you um and I probably will But really what I want you to be mindful of is what works for you is and how to do this consistently is really look at in times past when you have done well. This is my therapist used to do this with me. I used to question, why does she do this? When I would come to therapy, she would ask me, um, we would always work on self-care because I was like, didn't have self-care. Didn't even know what that looked like. And she talked to me about it and I when I would do it she would say oh wow what made you follow through with that consistently and I would say oh well I did this or I did that or I would kind of just name for her it worked for me or I saw a benefit of doing it and she would say I want you to remember the benefit of this because you can fall off that so quickly and you want to be able to pull in what works for you because what works for me doesn't work for everybody else What works for Rosalind doesn't work for my husband. My husband is not a person that is going to sit down and write a list. He won't. Okay, girl. But that doesn't mean he's not efficient in what he does because Nico can remember things off the top of his head. And I'm like, I don't see how you do this. And so I say that to say, go back to times that things have worked for you. Is it a calendar? Is it working out in the morning versus the evening? Is it working out in the evening versus the morning? Is it um, giving your kids to your husband or your spouse during a certain specific time of the day when you get home? Is it sitting in the car for 20 minutes before you go in the house helps you to have a little bit more solace before you walk in the house versus walking the house straight up, straight ahead when you get before you get out of the car? And like thinking about things that have given you peace in some way and utilizing them. For Rosalind, being hella organized is just it. Like I just have to be because it's not going to benefit me to be frazzled. 
especially when I know there are a lot of pieces that I manage. Not only managing a business, managing a brand, managing a home, managing a son that I'm care that I'm caring for, managing myself and to be honest, there have not been a lot of times I've been really sat down and somebody taught me this. And so it's taking time and I try to model it and teach it to clients. But I want you all to think about what works for you is, are you a visual learner? If you're a visual learner or if you're someone that is very visual, you are out of sight, out of mind person. Meaning if it's not in front of your face, you are going to likely forget. So get a big dry erase board, put it on your wall next to the door you walk out of every day and have a calendar, a calendar dry erase board and write down everything that your family does that week and put it in front of you. If it is um, a reminders, I know for me, like I'll have a reminder to start winding down to go to sleep. Doesn't mean I always go to sleep, but I'm aware of that to keep my mind in order of that. If you are also a visual learner, maybe color coordinating is helpful for you. Color coordinate your calendar. Maybe that is spending time on, if you're a person that finds that you are running around for everybody named mama all throughout the week, maybe it's finding a rest day for you or half of a rest day. Maybe on Sundays, you specifically take the time to rest, take a nap, take a nap in the middle of Sunday and be, and wake up and be refreshed. Um, and so it means to really for you to assess. A lot of this is re under, understanding that when transitions happen, such as having kids or getting married or doing all these things or getting a new job or adding something to your plate or getting a side hustle or whatever you want to do, you have to assess, quote unquote, count the cost of what this will look like and really understanding what works best for you. What number are we on? We on one, two, three, four, five. Okay. And there's actually seven things. It's not, it's not six things, y'all. It's, it's seven. So we're on number five. Okay, number five. So another reason we don't follow through is because we don't have any accountability. And I'm a true believer in accountability in a variety of ways. Um, and again, I'm not perfect at this. <laughs> y'all, I am not perfect. But I'm really just trying to give y'all some value. So with accountability is your own personal accountability, like personal accountability to yourself. This always always goes back to knowing what works. And I wish I had time to delve in this or talk to you individually to help you probably decipher this. But accountability, knowing for yourself, accountable, account, personal accountability is knowing what works for you, your person, what motivates you, what keeps you in line and in order, but also also really looking at um external accountability people we are so quick to isolate ourselves and this is granted for a lot of things i think we don't trust people a lot and that's understandable um there is there are times where we isolate because we think no one checks on me and so what's the point of me trying to reach out and check on other people when some of this also is voicing our needs voicing what we need from other people, voicing how we need help, voicing what ways we can need help. And this is sometimes hard for people because knowing what questions to ask are important. How can I support you? How can I be there for you? Can we check in at this date and this time every week? Again, these are things that we haven't been actually sat down and told. They are things that are constant in trying, you're trying to do and learn on your own. But like reach out, 
talk to people, get into circles. I think one of the things that I always say is we want accountability, but we're not willing to socialize to get into those spaces. Or we latch on to people and kind of have the expectation that maybe somebody is a seasonal person instead of being a lifelong person. And that's fine. Being okay with the transition Um, or understanding even personally where we are. Um, There are times where you have really good seasons, sis. Okay, you have really good seasons where you're killing it. You're getting it. You're popping off all this. I'm not say popping off like bad, like popping you just you you're 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 hand, you you drinking your water and you minding your business period okay but then you have an off season and you almost covet and crave the old season of when you were doing things good and again I talk about transition a lot because it's your life is going to transition sometimes always And sometimes our minds don't catch up with the transition of life because it moves so fast. And so it's hard to really be able to know how to latch on when you're you're wishing or wanting for an old season that you're no longer in. And it's very easy to stay in a place of sadness or what this looks like. It's also very understandable if that is the case. I know I think a lot of people experience a lot of grief in the last couple of years. And I'm very, very empathizing with that. And I think that there is moments and seasons we have to give ourselves time because follow through doesn't look the same for everybody. There's um, seasons where we want to just show up and we can't. We just don't have the capacity. And also, so when I talk about accountability, you also have to give yourself the accountability to rest, the accountability to take time, the accountability to just be okay if you don't have it, because overexertion creates burnout. And burnout can look very, you can be functionally burning out because you put the expectation to be anything and everything for everybody even yourself and you have to know that times where you're not okay is okay to give yourself that time so when it comes to accountability I think when it comes to accountability especially when I'm talking about two people or like joining with joining with someone to just hold you accountable think of accountability in categories I always say with friends one of the things my therapist introduced to me years ago was looking at my friends in categories I never heard this concept until I talked to her about this And she said, Rosalind, everybody's not going to always be an everything friend. And I did not understand at the time. I was kind of like irritated. I was going through um, at the time a like friendship breakup situation and it was really rough. I really struggled with the breakdown of the friendship that I was having to actually cut off at the time because I didn't know how to navigate the shifts in our friendship. And at the time when I cut off this or cut off this relationship it was really rough for me I grieved it for a long 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 time still at some point still grieve it because it was such a very close it was a close friend but she told me she said you're gonna meet so many people in your life that may be seasonal or you grow into friendships with because I think as adults now we grow into friendships um versus kind of we just now call everybody our friend um and so and there are people you instantly connect with and that's fine But looking at friendships, she told me to break them down into categories. And so there were friendships that I would talk to about work or I would have work friends where I only really talked to them at work. Family, relationships where we would talk about like marriage and um, 
relationships with our spouses or whatnot then business friends like friends I only talk to about business uh friends I talked about health with friends I talked to about mental health because I realized for me I didn't and couldn't talk to everybody about my emotional mental health because not everybody was do or doing their own work or had the capacity to process with me what I was experiencing because they themselves had their own things they were working on um I had friends that I could talk to about God there were people that were in my life who I loved it dearly but couldn't talk to them about God and this was no no judgment towards them but also I would be at a very vulnerable place where I was extremely vulnerable spiritually we're talking to people or people that were you know people I talked to at work I wouldn't necessarily go to my work friends to talk to about God I could but not in the sense where I would be vulnerable and then also talk, friends I would talk to about money. So what she kind of basically laid this out to me was separate your friends and categories. Talk to and have friends that you can talk to about marriage and money with. Have friends that you can talk to about God and business with. Have friends that you can talk to about um, marriage and career. And like talk to those friends about those things. And that's okay that they're broken up in categories because what happens is my friends who I talk to about marriage and money, I might not talk to them about business, but that doesn't mean they're not a benefit in my life because they bring so much of a benefit when it comes to marriage or they bring so much when it comes to money. They have a very, we have healthy conversations about money or a relationship with money or growing money or growing wealth for our kids that I may not talk to them about business or God or any of those other things. And that's fine. And so, and I talk about this, especially when it comes to accountability, if I'm having a friend that I'm connecting with when it comes to physical health and we're killing it with that, we're like holding each other accountable with food and all those things. I'm not going to disconnect from them just because I can't talk to them about mental health or God, but they're serving me in a way that is benefiting me in a very positive manner where we could help each other and hold each other accountable on something that is very, very important. And so when I talk about accountability, look at look at some of the people in your life and like maybe break them down in categories, not in a bad way, but in a way that serves you and them so that you may be able to pour into them and they can pour into you. I hope that's helpful. Number six mindset 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 why we don't follow through mindset is a huge one sometimes we are in circumstances that in seasons that are overwhelming when I was studying for my licensure exam all last year when it got closer to that date to take it baby it took me down I would be down and out because I would have to rethink in my brain the emotion of not passing the test, especially when it got closer to the one in November, because I would, I was so down and out. And so I wasn't following through. I wasn't showing up. I didn't have the mental capacity to do it. And also the other thing with mindset is there are circumstances that may have hurt us in a way that were traumatizing that we're getting out of or still currently processing through where we don't have the ability to then show up. And most of the time, what happens with that is you have to reassess and readjust. And with readjusting, it sometimes means having to push yourself through to start. I said this yesterday to somebody is you can only start unless you start. You're only going to start if you start. And the starting process is rough, 
but the starting process can be a working in pace, which I'll talk about in a second. And so with mindset, I could go into a spiel about this, but mindset really can impact you following through because they're, you're sometimes just in your own thoughts. Like sometimes your friends don't know what to answer. Sometimes you go to God and you're like, you ain't giving me an answer. I don't know what's happening. And you're so boggled down or clouded because you have so many things on your mind that you're trying to figure it out. And so mindset becomes a very, very important thing to think about when it comes to this, because you have to be mindful of what is actually happening. So that way you can readjust and work from there. And then last and certainly not least, number seven is working in pace. And I could talk about this for hours. Working in pace. Um, I think as people who are, anybody that listens to this podcast, I feel like you are actually trying to fix something or actively work through it or have had some level of um, expectation on yourself to do things because you're looking you're actively seeking out knowledge to try to change or you might find what I'm saying to be helpful or you're have a relationship with God and you really just want to grow more you're in a place where you have some awareness of wanting to work on something however Um, I am a person that truly believes in efficiency, but also believe in working in pace. My thing that I have really come to understand, and this is Rosalind's personal opinion, it's not law. Everybody has a different perspective and everybody works differently when it comes to this is I want to work at the pace that God has given me in the time frame he's given me to not be empty. I think in so many times past, emotionally, I've been empty because I have placed such high expectations on myself to show up and be everything and everything for everybody that it's done my I've done myself a disservice to not give myself the time and the grace to work in that pace but also when you're changing habits when you're learning new routines when you're testing things out they take time things take time I think especially people who look at me you know I don't know how people look at me I think that and even doing my podcast it has been a time sensitive thing in the sense that it has taken time to grow this it's taken time for me to understand how to record it's taken me time to know how to bring value to you all it's taken me time to listen to you and find out what is valuable to you and what you like and what you want to hear Those are things that has taken time for me to learn because when I started, I did not know what the heck I was doing. And so I want you to just be mindful that when you're readjusting or you're reassessing or you're starting, you're not going to know what you're doing. You're going to feel lost. You're going to feel like I don't have the puzzle pieces. You can't get frustrated in the process of not having the puzzle pieces because time gives you a lot of gives you evidence. Time give time gives you evidence of is this working is this not working if you're in a relationship and you're with somebody for a year and you're like this isn't working for us like you only know that from being with this person for a certain period of time you only know that from being with this person to see the time and the potential that they've given you or or things they've done to help you and so I think in working in pace you have to give yourself a time frame to know what works and I think we put ourselves on time frames to fit a standard or fit a timeline that we have when our timeline really isn't um, always the timeline we have. 
Um, sometimes it is, sometimes things move faster, sometimes things move slow, slower, but work in the pace that works for you or you're not empty. But I think that goes back into number one is prioritizing your lifestyle and looking at your value points. So I hope this was helpful. I'm going to review the points. It's actually seven and I can't count. It's actually seven, not six, but lifestyle, number one, lifestyle and having awareness of this values and why it's important, having proper planning assessment of what works for you so that you can do it consistently having accountability mindset and working in pace i hope this was helpful to y'all let me know dm me child i am going to do so much better in my dms in 2022 because they're always in shambles they're in shambles sometimes i always get get in missed messages all the time so but y'all still send me send me um what you love about the podcast also, join my email list. I am going to be doing some new freebies that I'm really excited about um, this year. But join my email list. You can um, just, I think there's going to be a link in the show notes. But also, definitely sign up for the free class on February 10th. If you enjoyed this content, if you enjoyed what I've talked about, if this has been helpful to you, join the class. It's free. And I'll be talking about the four reasons why um, self-sabotage and procrastination are impacting some of these areas that I talked about and share the podcast with a friend. If you really enjoyed it, share the podcast with a friend. I hope this was helpful to you and I love y'all so much and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.